Welcome to the Withdoll Podcast. We're here to entertain and inform a bit while talking about Digimon. I'm Mark, I run with the will and produce Digimon on Blu-ray. I'm DevQ, and I am consuming way too much caffeine for this late at night. And AR's throat's acting up, so he is not here. How sad. It's a shame. Yeah, he, he's, <laughs> he's been he, abandoned. He's resting, which, although there's some funny things today that he will not get to... One or two of them he may pop back next week and want to mention, but how has your week been going, Dev? Um, well, as you saw in our uh, little chat, not OSHA-approved incidents, and also I rescued a snapping turtle. Yeah, you're having a weird week, Dev. Like, very weird. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm still very sore from having to Superman a whole bunch of heavy equipment after it got, like, thrown off of a loading dock when the truck tried to pull away while we were unloading. That sounds fun. <sighs> yeah. Let's go ahead and jump right into Ghost Game. Episode 39, Contagion. I have to say, I actually like this as a method of introducing a character where I don't even think the synopsis clued us into exactly how Ryudamon was being introduced in it. No, it did not at all. Yeah, like, we had different pieces. Like, we knew that a Gyukimon showed up, and he was not acting like a Gyukimon. He was trying to, like, proclaim innocence, whatever. And then Ryudamon was mentioned as showing up, but they made no mention of his involvement. And, like, promo photos showed both of them with no, like, hints as to what was going on. So it was actually a fun way introduced by basically from moment one going this guy says he's a Ryudamon. Does this make any sense? Possibly. Also, he's very tiny. It reminds me like the borrowers. Yeah, that's certainly a way to introduce a Digimon who didn't ex- he didn't exist this time last God, he's only existed for a few months actually. That I think yeah, I think it was actually only introduced in the Ryudamon dim. Yeah, I think that was actually it. It, yeah, yeah, it was the Ryudamon dim, so we should have seen that coming, but we did not. To be fair, they did a good job of making it seem like really separate stuff. Like, we didn't know Ryudamon was showing up in the episode until a week ago. So it was very clever. Yeah, it's not like Espimon, where they kind of, like, have been advertising it around for a while. It's yeah. like, oh, we have a dim card of this weird yeah. little bear thing. Yeah. And from, and from moment one, we get Angoramon over video chat. Talking about how dangerous it is, explaining how it works. I like the idea of a Digimon who does not ever actually appear. It is 100% just infecting shit. Yep. Like, I was assuming that when the episode started and we got a few minutes into it, there would be like, oh, okay, there's this Ryudamon that's a Gyukimon, so. What if the real one is the one causing all the shenanigans? Like, nope, nope, it's this one. Yeah, and can we point out that once again, we've gotten no actual updates on Hawktail. It's just, he's apparently going around telling random money meets, hey, if you end up in the human world and get in trouble, go find my son. He doesn't have enough backbone to say no and not help you. It's like, my child is a pushover, so I'm sending you to him. Even this will very likely put him in horrifying danger. And 
they they remembered Bakuman exists, and he'd be the guy to go to for help. But there's a field trip tomorrow, and he's not very smart bringing him along. Eh, hit or miss, like, it's a bad idea to bring him along, but then again, isolated island where at least two Digimon can keep an eye on him, or wandering around a running around a uh, crowded city. See, I would just... Unsupervised. See, here's the thing. Lock him in the desk. Just, like, leave, leave some crackers. Lock him in the desk. Or, frankly, lock him in the desk at Ruli's. She's not going anywhere. Huh. That's an interesting one. Or put him in, like, a hamster ball or something. <laughs> just Now I'm just imagining him going rolling around the city in the hamster ball. And... Isn't it nice to see Kotaro again doing nothing except hitting on people? Yeah. Did we ever get Nijima's uh, other name? No, or I, believe, I believe she's always just been called Nijima. I don't think we have another name. I could be wrong on that, though. I've been looking around, but I haven't been able to find anything. But then again, I haven't been paying that much attention. And I like how Jellymon freaks out about it, too. The show's, like, very random about if she's going to freak out about stuff or not. Well, because usually she's very flippant about dangerous situations. Yeah, yeah I don't think she... Because I think Ryudamon can deal with her a bit too quickly. Because one bite and that's it. And um, I, num, 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 num. And I liked him bash, bashing his head into the desk trying to remind himself he's Ryudamon was a nice little touch. Kind of brings me back to the Meikumon that was forgetting who he was because yeah, of the Betsumon. That's kind of like the one of the big flaws of this episode. A lot of stuff in this episode is stuff we've seen before in the show, and not necessarily that long ago. Like I'm surprised they brought back uh, Eridramon that quickly and, you know, actually acknowledge that he exists. Yeah. A rare time they've done that. But I mean, like, the actual, like, plot stuff. I think every plot detail here has been a major part of another episode. Down to and including the body morphing stuff. Ah, uh, those poor characters going through body horror again. Yeah. So we get the injecting. As he's biting and injecting, he starts becoming the size of an actual Gyukimon. I... I don't know why I was so amused when Jellymon popped out of the floor and launched, like, the infected Kotaru, Kotaro, like, off the ground. <laughs> then we get the night, that panning shot of all the kids freaking out and turning was pretty good. And Jellymon blames Hero, which was nice. As she should, because it's entirely his fault. For and, and Bakuman also points out just how stupid this all is. And then it's the like call- you couldn't have waited like fifteen minutes. And then the call cuts out, which that's a ne- that's a nice little twist on a horror movie thing. The call cutting out just means he can't go there, so then they have to call Erjaman to zoom there. I'm glad really is friends yeah. with the angry snake. Now, was the stuff that was playing in the evolutions this time new BGM? I don't think I've heard that. I before. did not recognize it whatsoever. It was nice, but yeah, I don't think I've heard it either. Um, and, uh, like, oddly, like, everyone's like, this is stupid as shit, Hero, and Erjimon's like, I respect you now, that you did something this, <laughs> that you did something this stupid. I respect you. And then... It's like sticking to your guns. Yeah, and then the neat thing is, is Bakuman curious about how de-evolving works, and it's just the idea is it feels right, and they feel like that should be who they are, 
And he brings up that Bokomon mentioned that, you know, Digivice is the key to that, and they can maybe use that to restore the Digimon back, which is an interesting touch, and I'm not sure they've done it in that direction in the anime before. Not at all, but it did remind me of uh, Adventure, when they would use the uh, Digivices to purge um, Leomon and the the the, the Gears. Yeah. Yep. Um, And then we get... They like the side-by-side shots of all three characters, don't they? It's a thing. Yeah. Um... And then we get Kano Weissmon. We get I like the Ryudamon gem appearing on Gyukimon. Like it's such a part of Ryudamon's design you kinda of forget it's there, and then to just have it shining elsewhere like as a wink wink worked well, I think. And it's we, kinda like any Zelda boss having like a blinking red eye on it's like, oh, I should hit this. Yes. And Kano Weissmon does that by forehead butting it, which is good. I'm not sure the so the thing about the the light space like the light cloudy space was interesting. Am I wrong or was that very much like what they did with Patamon stuff last last in Adventure 2020? Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, it's like we put all the effort into making sure the funny out hologram outlines work. We're doing that again, and Ryudamon's happy that he's back to normal. Gamamon's happy he can properly say hello. And they travel around with Bakuman, turning everyone back and deleting their memories. Well, he said he modified their memories, so I'm wondering if they're ever going to bring up what everyone thinks happened. Oh, I assume it was just generic day at camp. I'd assume um, he makes everyone think they had horrible food poisoning or just puking guts up everywhere, which is why everyone was unconscious. And then Ryudamon gets to try chocolate, and he enjoys it. And we get Angormon's Puffery. It's weird, like, the later part of the episode I actually rather liked. The first 15 minutes or so is really standard, though, like, it was kind of bland. It is what it is. It was, it's on the upper end of yeah. I, I, episodes as far I as th- it goes. I think it would have benefited the episode more if we hadn't gotten quite so many times when plot elements like the transformation or other stuff had been used elsewhere. Which that's we've kind of run into that issue before, where it would have been neat had we not dealt with this five episodes ago. Yeah, but at least they're kind of vaguely acknowledging that things happen. Yes, and then let's talk about the the sole cast, the sole guest cast person who's not shown up before, Masami Kikuchi's Rudamon, Like we've said before. He's done so much in Digimon, but the big one's Joe in Adventure in Zero Two. And even in the chat, a couple people have said the same thing that a lot of people said. Wow, he really they really went with a Joe voice for this one. Especially when he was yelling. Yes, it was very fitting. Yeah. But we weren't sure what he, he was going to go with, just because of like the sheer range well, he yeah, has. Yeah, his range is insane. Yeah. Now, we went over all his uh, stuff last time. Would you like to hear one of his dubbing roles for non-Japanese titles. Please do tell. This is going to be hilarious. In the Japanese version of Doug, he is Skeeter. My god. I I can see it. Do you get the feeling that he's just Joe, but more energetic? Yep. Slightly less depressed. And the next time we get Spiral Beach, which mostly makes me go... 
Well, I, I worked on Uzumaki, so I'm prepared for that one. Honestly, that was the first thing that came to mind as well, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't know, because <laughs> they actually don't use the same wording as Spiral as it's used for that, so I'm curious to see if there's a reason for that or if that's just the word they chose to use. Well, they've had like strange uh, Kana choices for yeah. various other titles. Yeah, they have. We'll see what pops up. And then we have some V-Jump stuff. First up, that a nice little interview with uh, Kobayashi about Espimon. We'll see if there's time to do a translation of that later. I, I will say, I don't know why. Does it seem like the art framing this time is better than it has been before? Yeah, usually it's just like, here's a random box with a clip art on it. And yeah. Like, we have the little waving at the bottom. And then... Yeah, like the overlays and... Yeah. It looks nice. And then we have a two-page spread for uh, 0 to the beginning. Nothing super relevant to us, though, because this is the marketing where they have to do it because they've announced it. But because they've announced it, it's not super interesting to us. Because this is all stuff we've seen, or shorter versions of stuff we've seen. Yeah, didn't we get almost all of this around... Uh... Oh no, we got literally all of this. I think the text for Zero Two and Last Evolution might be slightly different, but that's basically in the same format as what they had for Try and Kazuna, where it's like, what's Tai Chi's story so far? And now it's, what's Daisuke's story so far? Which is O2 and Last Evolution. And people are still very torn about that weird little fetus ghost Marine Angemon thing. It's a Cleon. I think it's the head. It may just look like that. I think it's the head. It's like weirdly flat. I think it's where the lip is because it looks like a butt. Are you, are we sure that's a lip? That could be like a weird ass chin. Like maybe You're it doesn't. Right. Maybe it doesn't have a mouth. It makes me feel like it's kind of like a muppet. I can't can't wait. You know, I really hope they animate the mouth properly. They don't do what they did with Cano Weissman the one time. What, where they basically just hinge it like it's yes, a where they hinged fourth it, grade art project? Where they did the flash uh, open close. And it's like, man, if anyone ever wonders why they don't animate the mouths on the bigger Digimon, that's exactly why they don't. Yeah, after seeing that, it's like, oh, okay, it might have been better if they just don't didn't do that. And then we have some survive stuff. So first up, it had the nice little one page in V-Jump where... Nothing new, just more, hey, the game's been out for a month, go buy it. I would actually like some nice, clean artwork of... Uh... I, I, I'm pretty sure we already got this clean before, to be honest. Maybe not with uh, Spoiler Hoodie Man, but I think we did... That's the one I one. want. Yeah, I will see what I can pull up at some point. And then we have sales data. So let's go over the Japanese one first, since it's a bit older. The first week in Japan, it did about 28.5k copies on Switch and about a bit under 8,000 copies on PS4. Mm, not bad. Eh, I'd say not what's expected for four years. Like, if it were a quickie one-year game, that would have been fine, but not when it's four years. I mean, for like a visual novel, that's decent. Eh. And at this point, the PS4 version's off-charts... And it's up to about 35k for the Switch after about a month. Uh, U.S. interesting, slightly more interesting, minus that we don't have actual sales. And because of the way the chart works, 
we actually have less information than you might even think. So um, in overall dollar sales, Digimon survived eighth place for July. And on the Nintendo platform charts, it was ninth place. But there's oddities. The first oddity, of course, is it came out at the end of the month, which... Yeah, so... Now, to be fair, there's plenty on this chart that came out at the end of the month, but that's an oddity. The other one is, is Bandai Namco is one of the few companies that actually gives NPD its digital sales data. Okay. So, Digimon Survive is there with all of its copies. Plenty of others uh, are only based on physical data it can gather from storefronts and no digital. Ah, uh, so less helpful than... Yeah, so for example, um, Live Alive is 8th place on the Nintendo chart. Digimon Survives ninth place. Square does not give digital sales info. So we don't know where... Now, it, it's ahead of Digimon anyways, but we don't know where that would actually go. What we do know is, is if you combine all three platforms, it knocks it up to 8th place. So it's one of those odd things where we don't actually know the numbers at all. It definitely didn't tank. If it was off the chart completely, we'd go, oh no. But we actually don't know how it's doing because we won't know until Bandai Namco says something about it, which at some point they will in some fashion. Yeah, so for now it's doing decent enough that it exists on the page. Yes. And that's never a bad thing. We just don't know how good it actually is. So we will see. It's a bit easier to tell if games stick around for a while. So we'll see. I mean, I have friends who got into it just because I was talking about it, even though I wasn't out of my way recommending it. So they've been binging it, and they don't really care about Digimon stuff. So at least they find it interesting enough. Yeah. Well, the, the core of it is story and character, which a lot of times will allow a bypass of gameplay issues. So we will see. Then after Survive, we're starting to get card previews for Booster 11. So we have Piomon, Agumon, Galmon with the kids from Redigitize. Really good cartoony art here. I like seeing like the different tamers in the Digimon's art. Yeah, it adds some personality, especially since... These have fallen under the ones where sort of they avoid doing anything with them if they don't have the actual artist at hand. So, yeah, I can see why. Just because the art style is so... I think Nakano Haito does a pretty good job of getting it down, though, I think. Minus that, I feel like the... And I said this before, I really feel like the Agumon should look like the profile art from that game. That was so specific to that Agumon. Yeah, this one just looks like very generic adventure-y Agumon. Yeah. Unless, like, Caveman Agumon. And then uh, Kodamon and Koemon. I don't know why the Koemon one. I just love the face. I really like the backgrounds, because, like, oh, hey, that's stuff from Digimon World 3. I recognize that. Yeah. Uh, then Omega Shoutmon and Shoutmon DX. Very nice detailing on them. It's always it's always weird for me with um, Omega Shoutmon because it always like the head always looks too big the the like the head fins but that, oh, yeah. that is how they're supposed to be it's just it, it, I never remember they're so quite so big um, Shout- yeah it's like every time Shoutmon levels up there's just like they just get bigger yeah and then Shoutmon X7 which I just fucking love that card so much. 
That's exactly what I want for an X7 card. Just make it ridiculous. Yeah. And then uh, Lilithmon. A lot of people point out this looks like one of the old uh, collector slash hero cards. Like, it's 100% new art, but it does look very familiar. That's a very nice pose, and actually that's my favorite one that's been released so far. I don't know, I kind of like that we got Bagramon finally. They've teased him enough. Although it it's very detailed, but it also feels a bit uh, like plastic action figure is my one issue with it. I think it's just because of the shading on the hand. It doesn't really come across as, like, bone. It just looks very... A little too shiny. And we also get Moon Millennium on. Oh, I didn't even notice that one. See, he's sitting right—he's sitting right there and complaining that he always gets beat up. Well, that's what he gets for sucking. And uh, card battle also showed off uh, Gigi Mon. That's such cute art. Him with the uh, the babies. And uh, yeah, and Babramon also. We got an Astral Snatcher card. I don't know. It, it's interesting. Like, there isn't much fancy about this card. I just kind of like it, to be honest. I think it's the close-up to where you can kind of, like, see the details in the face and the eyes. Yeah. And it probably also helps that it's a bit cartoony. Um, Anime plus. And then Snow, Koburimon, and Yogamon. It, it really feels like there's another one in the middle, doesn't it? Let's see. Maybe they're going to put uh, another right. one in between them. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is they are running past the same location, but they're, it's different camera angles. So it doesn't really, it won't be a um, like panorama because you can see uh, the house in the background of both. It just feels like there should be another one. Also, Who knows there might be. Do you think the ice in the forehead hurts? I, mean, I would say so. I mean, it's just a horn, but it looks more painful than a horn, doesn't it? Looks like it uh, had a slight accident. And then we get... Do you like how, like, almost every card Penmon shows up in, it's either his card or someone else's, but it's someone playing a minigame, and, like, and he's being... It looks like he's been oh, that's chased That's the only down. thing Penmon is known for. That, he, that's it. And he's it's being, just the minigame. And he's being chased down by an angry, frosty snowman. Curling gone wrong. And then War Sijimon, which I believe that's Digimon World 1, where he works for an Ogremon, I think. And then we get uh, Maelstrom, which I, it is weird, because it is definitely a tack they both have, but doesn't it feel like they should have um, Oru Sijimon on it? It does, or at least have both of them. That would have been fun. Well, oh no, Dev, you just gave them an idea for a parallel card. Yes, do it. Give me more fishies. And V-Jump also detailed a lot of the same stuff that we've seen. Um I like the idea that they will just do card reprints with foil and other stuff and with a different rarity marker. Because that is but like... Again, ones. Yeah. Like, the random gold foil cards are oddly missing from this card game. Well, not anymore. Yeah, and then card battles continuing their event to tournament event to see who ends up being uh, the reporter at the Super Tamer battle. And they also did a weird little skit no costumes, though, Dev. Damn it. You got my hopes up for a moment. To be fair, when I was going through the video getting streetcast, I'm like, oh, they're doing a skit. There's going to be a costume. And I looked and there was not. And that was disappointing. Really? All they have to do is get like a garbage can and put on like a terrible yellow wig and they can just say that they're like Garbamon. And that is it for cards. And then vital bracelet stuff. Uh, 
So they put up a little video and a Mon Mon memo days later. I get the feeling these were supposed to be like the same time because they cover basically the same thing. It's basically covering how the upcoming Arena app will work. I don't know why I will say um, people who are not like used to the sprites are getting very angry that the marketing for this is using the 25th anniversary dims. Why? <laughs> They're so delightful. No, that's why it's funny because like there's a handful of people who like only showed up when the vital bracelet starts. So they're used to like the high resolution color ones and they're like, stop using the black and white ones. And it's just, no, use them more. Um, yeah, it seems interesting. I'm waiting for a few more details though, myself. Although, and eventually there'll be like an English version, of course. So. Although I just noticed the, um, they aren't layering the images on the phone thing correctly. They've just shrunk in the screen caps, put them on, but they're not like layered on correctly. So, uh, okay. If you oh, look, okay. I, I see it. Look, I see look it. at the one that shows guard. Stop. Yeah. That's it's covering, like... it's covering the button dev. Yeah. And then V. Well, maybe that's like a new feature where like hologram ghosts were just like pops out of your screen. I can't think of a good comeback to that, so we'll just say yeah. And then V-Jump also shut off Shinmanzemon and the new Ryudamon and Espimon dims. I don't know, I still like the like the anime art on the dim frames. I think it's exceptionally well done, even for these. I'm pe- kind of tempted to get Ryudamon, but who knows. And people seem, to re- people seem to really like Uber being in it. So yeah. And then... One of the most important updates, O2 gets a karaoke collaboration. To be fair, I really want the merch from this. So so this is at Caritas for um, September through October. We'll come back to the drinks. Uh, the merchandise, we get big can badges. The rubber keychains actually look really nice. And the, the acrylic stands. I want the acrylic stand of Ken and Wormon. I just love that the uh, guitar looks like his uh, D3. Oh, that's a neat little touch. See, yeah, yeah, I'm just looking at them. I, I think the products this time are neat, not necessarily my type of thing, but fun. Uh, then the set is you get a you get a collaboration drink and a coaster, one of three postcards at random, and one of six acrylic chains or uh, keychains at random. Interestingly, these are not part of the merchandise you can actually buy, which feels a bit dickish, don't you think? Is it like you have to keep going back and getting like the shitty drinks? No, no, no. This is the combo thing. You get a drink and coast with the combo, along with one of three postcards at random and one of six keychains at random. And the keychains are not keychains that you can buy outside of the set. That is dumb. And then we have the drinks. Dev, don't you always like discussing the drinks? Uh, Though first, let's discuss the coasters. It uses the collaboration art, and we get one of each kid. One of each Digimon, and then the duos. Are you ready for they the drink stuff? Okay, so Daisuke, we get blue Curacao mixed with white water, topped with whipped cream. It is very blue. That's also like a weird milky blue, which I don't... does not look What appealing. do you mean by white water? Like, what kind of... Um, so, generally speaking, there appears to be two things referred to as white water, and they don't specify here in any way where I know. So I will say my understanding of what it is, what it could be, it's possible there's a third. So the first is, apparently the term white water is occasionally used for hot water. 
because it gets that like whiteness sometimes. Okay. But I believe what they're referring to here is a off brand of um um Calpis. Which is oh, like, okay. which is a white yogurt very light yogurt type drink. Which I Okay, think, yes. That, that actually tastes really good and it's slightly yeah. citrusy. Yeah. My understanding is that's it. There could be a third option that I'm unaware of because they do use Calpis for this stuff. So this may just be like an off-brand version because I believe that fits in that name. Okay, um, the, these drinks descriptions sound slightly less disgusting then. Yeah. Um, Ken and uh lemon syrup, mixed in lemon soda, topped with okay. mint. Okay. I mean, I've had like lemonade with uh, mint in it. It tastes perfectly fine. It's uh, not horrifying. Uh, but... Now that I'm looking at it, it probably was lime, and I probably wrote down the wrong thing. That is eh. very, that is very green. Mint then, is bright. And then I okay, hot tea with strawberry syrup in it, with a single marshmallow floating. <laughs> this reminds me of the Sora's stra- one drink. Strawberry. Which is also just- it was just it was just like tea or coffee, and there was a strawberry floating in it. That one. Yeah. For some reason, the marshmallow looks sadder though, doesn't it? Yeah. Like like how how is this the character? It's strawberry. It's just, I mean, mug. to be fair, it feels like weird food mixture would be a Miyako thing, don't you think? Yeah, it's like that's the one with like the loudest personality. It's just like, okay, here's some tea and one sad fucking marshmallow. Now, to be fair, if you stuffed in as, marsh- as much marshmallows as you get, that might be acceptable. Yeah, but also marshmallows. Oh, I hate, I hate what I hate what Ian in the chat has pointed out. The one marshmallow might be to represent Hawkman's feather on his forehead. I'm pretty sure he meant that as a joke, but that's still hilarious and works. Maybe it's just his head. Yeah. Now here's the question. Now, if okay, if it was you, would you eat the marshmallow immediately, or would you leave it there as you drink and let it soak up and get like bloated? I would eat it first, just because like it's not like hot chocolate. This is tea. Strawberry tea at that. I don't know if I want a strawberry tea-infused marshmallow. You're very correct on that. And then for Iori, we get apricot syrup and CC lemon topped with vanilla ice cream and mango sauce. I really I like do not. I, re- I really do not want this. I mean, I'm not. I don't like apricots or mangoes in general, to be honest. Okay, I am absolutely a slut for mango-flavored things, so this doesn't sound terrible, but. I'm not, not sure if favorite. I would want the uh, orange um, juice, the uh, ice cream in it. And then for Takaru, we get grenadine syrup in mango juice topped with an orange slice. So it's basically a version tequila sunrise. That's what it sounds like. So yeah, the weird, that's what it looks like. The weird thing, um, it, it's odd. I love pomegranates. I don't like grenadine. And it's pretty mm-hmm. much just pomegranate juice, isn't it? Uh, maraschino cherry juice, actually. I thought grenadine. I thought grenadine was pomegranate juice. Nope, cherry. It is. I thought. Yeah. Uh, one second. I thought that was. Yeah, I'm pretty positive it's maraschino cherry specifically. Uh, pomegranate juice, sugar, and water. Huh. Doesn't taste anything like pomegranates. No, that, that's what I mean. It's like anytime I have pomegranate juice, it doesn't taste like just eating a pomegranate. Although that's the what it used to be made from. It's possible they changed that at some point. Ah, here we go. Okay, wait, I found it. The the most popular 
brand of grenadine in the U.S. is Roses by Mott's, and the ingredient list appears to be corn syrup, water, citric acids, so forth. Natural and artificial flavors is the only thing near a pomegranate to that version of it. So you may actually be right. It may be flavored to be like maraschino cherries. Yeah, because I fucking hate maraschino cherries because they just yeah. the texture is disgusting. Yeah. But yeah, that's why I don't – it's very strange. I don't like pomegranate juice. I like pomegranates. But yeah. Um, the coloring on that drink at least looks nice. It's one of the rare ones where the color does not like make me go, what the fuck is this? Like, oh, this looks inedible. Yeah. It's like, oh, this, this actually looks like something I've actually seen. And then what I feel like is the booby prize this time, the Hikari drink, great Grape jelly in white water topped with a selection of berries. Does that look appealing to you drink-wise, Dev, that photo? It's kind of sad. Like, if it was an ice cream and not a drink, that'd be kind of neat. Yeah, that may work. But, like, it looks basically like there's this jelly at the bottom of a glass of white water and berries. I mean, that is literally what it is, but it looks weirder. It doesn't really look like a drink. Now here's the thing. Yeah, like, now, he, now here's the thing. If they give you one of those really long um, spoons to mix it with, that that might work. But like as is in the picture, just sad. It looks unpleasant, especially just the way that the berries are just kind of like plopped on top. Yeah. Eh, not the worst, but does, does it make you miss the strawberry <laughs> in the tea or coffee? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then. Uh, Do not want. It was Tenya Yabuno's birthday. He, this is art he posted for New Year's, but he recomposited it just to say thank you for everyone who sent him birthday well wishes. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure this was the New Year's art that he had done. And then we have multiple pages of app monsters. So first, um, Nioka Akimini posted a bunch. First up, we get um, Hero. God, my brain's like freezing on it. It's been so long since having to know Atmon character names. And Aerie. Um, it's Haru. I think it's Haru. Then I, then I say Haru and Aerie? You or said Hero. Say, oh, I thought I said Haru. To be fair, we deal with Hero a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we've seen both of these before, but nice to see them again. These were art that he did after the manga ended, after he got clarification that it would not be stepping on toes to post stuff. So this is from I love like, the composition of all this. Yeah, this is from like two or three years ago. Both look really nice. And then on the next one, we get um, I remember his name's Asuka. I don't remember the nickname now. It's uh, Tora, I think. Yeah, I think. Oh, Astra. It was Astra. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it. I remember it being translated three or four different ways, so I always would forget what it was, and I forgot once again. But yeah, I Astra. I remember a few places called him Astora. But yeah, Astra. Um, really nice composition with him, especially the hands. And then we get the uh, shot of Haru and Gatchmon and the other Atmon. This one feels like it would have been a manga cover or insert or something. I mean, it, it was new art at the time, but yeah. Very fun. Yeah. Especially uh, Gatchmon sitting on his lap like a cat. It's like, oh, it's adorable. Gatchmon is not on him in that picture. I'm talking about the full and I'm color one. At the other one. I'm talking about the full color. Now I'm looking at the black and white one. Yeah. And that's the next up, which is these were character layouts that he did from when the manga was running. Probably just to hang on a walls to make sure you know what the characters look like. 
it, it all I like getting like more behind the scenes kind of like character shots like that. Yeah, it all looks very nice. Who who do you think looks the best in these layout images? Hmm. I kind of like that Dokumon, to be honest. Hmm. Uh, still a little more partial to the uh, Gatchmon one. I, I like the Gatchmon, but not the one sitting in the lap. The one where the claws point downwards and he has like that cat grin. Okay, yeah, the one right next to it. Yeah. And then uh, Gyukimon got his reference book update with the episode going up. I think it's basically just whatever was in the uh, vital bracelet lab. Although far less... The vital bracelet, and I understand why, because you want to make the app smaller if you can. Those ones have weird compression. And part of it's probably because they're never meant to be seen outside of that, but yeah. And then it is time for questions. You guys in the chat can start throwing those up. We do the ones that were sent in ahead of time. Someone wants to know, who do you think makes a better cast edition between what we've seen so far for Espimon and Ryudamon? I don't feel like we haven't seen they, much. Neither of them have done much yet. Yeah. Like, we've seen enough of Espimon to start to guess what his deal is. We don't actually know what Ryudamon's deal is at all, or even if he's going to show up again. Like, I would like to believe we'll see him again, but that could just be a one-off for the toy. And I don't think we yeah, really... Yeah, considering that they, you know, made a big deal out of uh, his voice actor and everything, I'm hoping he shows up yeah. more. I, I'm hoping is, but couldn't you also see them 100% advertising a, vo- a famous voice actor because it's a one-off? I can, and I hope it's not, because he's one of my favorite uh, voice actors. Oh, no, I really would like to see more. But yeah, I don't think we can really, like, gauge them as cast editions yet. We don't even know... It, we don't even know how long, like, even in the case of Espimon, who we know is returning, for all we know, after three episodes, they could be gone. I, I don't expect that, but I don't think we know enough of either of their deals to really guesstimate yet. Yeah, we've only had, like, a couple of minutes of on-screen time yeah. for both of them so far, so I will reserve judgment. And, and for much of that, Ryudamon was trying to deal with problems. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, then someone wants to know, What's food you enjoy, but you don't tend to eat a lot, and how come? Dev, why don't you mm. go first? Or do you want me to crab. go Crab. Ah, crab. Uh, Definitely crab. I absolutely love crab so much, but one, it is expensive, and, and two, prep. yeah, and hard to get, and almost all the places around me where it was easily accessible have closed down. Yeah, a lot of, yeah, a lot of food places have closed. Um, trying to think... So my seafood. Yeah. So mine's not as nice. Mine's just more uh, sour cream and onion dip. That's good. I re- I really like it. But anytime I have it, I will wake up at four a.m. like stomach twisting and turning in knots. Lactose intolerance? No. It's because it, it will be like you know sitting there watching a movie, or whatever, and I will have a whole thing of it watching a movie. Oh, okay. Okay, yes, I, I understand entirely. Yeah, it's sort of like if, you, if you're at a movie theater that will bring popcorn refills to your table. You're going to eat too much popcorn. The issue is, is you do it with sour cream, you will be sick. Yes. And there's almost no Absolutely. way to avoid that. So that's what ends up happening is, is I will then wake up at 5.30 in the morning, rolling around in bed like with my stomach twisting into knots. Like, I have regrets. Yeah. And then you forget about it, and then you do it again. Yeah, or you go, it wasn't as bad as I thought. And then a few hours later, oh, God, why? I Why do I deserve this? And then, then it's like, 
I can't do that again. But also, there's a thing of sour cream in the fridge right now. Yep. Rest in peace yeah. is your entire digestive system. Yeah, yeah it, generically, I would also say basically anything that's just a pain in the ass to prep and clean up. Yeah, like, I love Spanish rice. My family only makes it, like, once or twice a year, just because it takes, like, five hours. Uh, the time isn't quite as much, but the cleanup for uh, stuffed mushrooms is, like, is just going through a lot of prep for it, and they're so good, but, yeah, not a lot because of the time. <sighs> okay, well, uh, we had time and space and didn't have to clean up after ourselves. I know, that would make it so much easier. Uh, then someone wants to know, do you think the drip-type method Digimon Ghost Game has been using for important details potentially works in the long run? I'm not sure. I'm not sure they've really been drip dripping it. They've sort of just kind of avoided it, and whether it works or not is completely a coin flip of what they do with it. Yeah, there's stuff where it's just like, oh, okay, is this going to be relevant at all? Or it could be, or the the see the issue is stuff like the letter, the letter they have to deal with, but they dealt with it very quickly in a way that was unfulfilling. I would say more unfulfilling than when the dim card showed up in 2020. It's like, oh, it's a map. Okay, yeah. that's it. Yeah, like at least the like the dim card at least did something, but it wasn't necessarily filling for what we understand a dim card to be. And then Ghost Game does a letter to his father. It's like, holy shit, is the plot gonna happen? And then like a week or two later, his dad just like, no idea. See ya. Yeah, it's like here's a leaf. LOL. Bye. Yeah, and last chance for the chat. Someone wants to know. It's been a while since we've mentioned updates on. You know, non-Digimon TV, movies, games, books that we're watching, reading, playing. So, uh, let's do TV first. Dev, any TV you've been watching? Um, I've just found Parallel World Pharmacy, which is absolutely amazing. And I've binge-watched every episode in, like, the course of several hours. So, I'm waiting for the next episode for that. I'm not counting work for any of this. Because... That, that's, yeah. Uh, for TV, Lower Deck starts up tomorrow night or Wednesday, and I'm really looking forward to that. Nice. The Star Trek comedy cartoon that's oddly really fucking good and on point, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, movies, I'll go first. Um, I got the... Oddly, the UK had a remaster of the live-action Jackie Chan City Hunter movie, so I imported that, watched it, and I was really happy with how it looked, a few oddities, but I'm just very happy how many Hong Kong films are getting, like, proper remasters after years of, like, just the worst releases imaginable for some. It's like this back-alley VHS-quality garbage. No, like, and you knew me back when, you know, I would look for the DVDs online, so if it was like, you'd have to find a list someone made, and it's like, if you order... From the Philippines, you'll get a DVD with subtitles, and it'll be uncut, but the audio will only be in Mandarin, but if you order it from this store in Hong Kong, it will be in Cantonese, but the subtitles are worse, and the videos 4x3. You had to find lists for almost any movie you wanted. You had to figure out which sacrifices to make. And you probably, in fact, I think I remember talking to years and years ago when I was looking for stuff and I would show you some of these stupid ass charts of like, I think I'm going to get this version of Drunken Master 2 Death. It it has the full movie. And like, why are you spending money on this? Because I want Drunken Master 2. 
And yeah, yep. so I was happy with that. And the company did a few other remasters. So I ordered those and I'm waiting for them. So looking forward to that. Uh, I don't think there's any movies on my end that I've bothered watching. As of late. Anything you're looking forward to that's coming. Ah, uh, I kind of really want to see the sequel to Hocus Pocus. Oh yeah, that's uh, well, I assume October. I would assume. Yeah, I know it's like around Halloween, yeah. so I am very hyped for that. That's one of those movies that, is- even since I was a small child, it's like I've watched it so much that I know exactly what dialogue is coming up perfectly. So I, I'm torn. First is I'm pretty sure even when I was in high school, they talked about making a sequel to that, like. I remember that coming up a lot. The only issue I have with them making another one is my relationship with that film is that I was at the age when it was new enough that it showed up in every um, like after school program or every, you know, like summer program. And it just because it's one of those things where it was interesting enough that it wasn't super bland, but also like while it would scare the little kids it wouldn't freak them out quite so much that you couldn't show it. So I remember it being shown against my will so many times that I'm like mentally in the space of, I don't want to see it ever again, but I also remember it being pretty good. Uh, I didn't have that experience. I basically like got a VHS tape and watched it until it's imploded. Oh no. Yeah, absolutely. I remember that from movies too, but yeah, there are certain movies. I just have that relationship with like, do I ever really want to watch rock a doodle again? Oh God. No. I, Occasionally, I, then it's like, oh well, Don Bluth really has a thing for this particular character type. But yeah, like the Don Bluth ones were always at the school programs. There was Rockadoodle, Land Before Time, uh, Hocus Pocus was there also. They always had the, yeah. My school never watched any kind of videos. Or you'll remember this because they don't make them anymore. The Disney videos where it was just the songs and it had the bouncing ball. I have seen those just because they were at like. I'm pretty sure they, the I'm, only thing left to rent at Blockbuster. I'm pretty sure they actually did a digital version of Frozen with that. Yes, yes, they did. They released it in theaters because, like, oh, let's go see Frozen. I didn't get a chance to see yeah. that, and it's like, why the fuck are there little sing-along shit at the bottom? Yeah, but there's just a list of movies like that that just showed up against my will so much when I was younger that even though I know they're good movies, I don't really want to watch them. Like, I don't ever need to see Wizard of Oz again. I'm sure I will, but I've seen that enough. Uh, oh, and I'm also looking forward to um, uh, Brain Froze. Um, uh, when it, when the home video yeah, release of uh, Dragon Ball Super Superhero. I heard that was doing very well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that when it hits home video, not going to the theater for it. And in fact, we are two weeks away from uh, the relative going into surgery. So that is one reason why I'm definitely not going to movie theater. So I'm looking forward to that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so nothing other than Hocus Pocus 2 coming up? Uh, Not really. Oh, Dev, you're not looking forward to the Scooby-Doo holiday movie? What, the one that they uh, fucking canned for a tax write-off? You know what the best part of... You know what the stupidest part of that is, don't you? Um, They had already paid for the orchestra and everything. So the producer said, fuck it, and they still recorded the music after it was canceled. It was already paid for. The producer decided, screw it, they're going to do as much as they can so that if the movie can be released one day, it's done. Because the producer was already scheduled and paid to go 
there that day. The the musicians were already paid. So they just went and recorded the music anyways. Did, did you see how stupider that got today? Mm-hmm. They're canceling. They canceled more stuff today. Stuff that's far enough along or valuable enough. They're going to try to sell it to other streaming places. Uh, are you re- are you ready for the this list? This whole thing is a shit show. Are you ready for the list of stuff? It, it's actually oh, shock. No. It, it's shockingly stupid. Okay, ready. The first is a new Batman cartoon series from Bruce Tim, and the uh, the executive producers were J.J. Abrams, Matt Reeves, and Ed Brubaker. Uh, then there was going to be a Batman Christmas special about Damian Wayne when he was six years old. I would have fucking loved to see that bullshit. Then, two Looney Tunes movies. Uh, the first Woo! the first was The Day the Earth Blew Up. Porky and Daffy <laughs> have to save the world when they find out an alien mind control plot. I would assume that would have had the Martian in it. Uh, I'm looking at the promo photo. I don't know, but I assume so. And then Bye Bye Bunny, which was going to be a Looney Tunes musical. Okay, I would have loved that. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. After starring in a long-running Broadway production, an exhausted Bugs Bunny decides it's time to trade in sold-out shows for life as a regular rabbit. That opens the door for the attention-craving Daffy Duck to bid for the lead lead role until he is kidnapped by an obsessive fan who has sinister plans. And Okay, I definitely wanted to see this. Yeah, and then they were going to do a movie about... I never watched it, but I know people liked it. The Amazing World of Gumball. I know about it. And are you ready? And are you ready for the bit? Are you ready for the best one? Oh no, no! Did I do that to the holidays? A Steve Urkel story. Oh a, God! Why? A, a cartoon musical Steve Urkel Christmas special. Maybe that one was better staying dead. My understanding is that they're shopping to other places because Urkel's still so popular they can sell that for a lot. Cause. Jaleel White was also playing Urkel. <sighs> okay. Uh, any non-Digimon games? Mm, looking forward to or playing? The wording of the question to me would say playing, but if you're looking forward to what I would say, that's fair game. Mm, well, I, I definitely am actually looking forward to uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet because I want the Tron Lizard. Um, I've but been, I am playing sorry, uh, Fire Emblem. I've been playing. I got a Power Washer Simulator. That looks fun. That is so, yeah. right up my alley. So, I love actually real life Power Washer. It's was, very soon. I was only going to play it for a short time and then a bit into it. I'm like, man, this is like where Survive being $60 is kind of a killer to get people to play it. Because it's a very slow start at $60. And this I got for like 17 when it was ma- basically new on sale. And it was stupidly fun. And after Dev, after a year on the list, my Steam Deck is shipping. God damn! I, I forgot that it existed. I believe I signed up August twentieth, two thousand twenty-one. Damn. And then uh, I can't speak for you for books. I haven't read any lately. I've been very busy. Um. Let's see what I have. <clears throat> Reaching over. Uh, what the hell is the title? Uh. Seventh Time Loop. That's pretty fun. Ah. But it's a light novel, so... And then Ramon wants to know, do you think the Gukimon episode will be the last Spider episode for Ghost Game? There's been three. Oh, hell no. They're working hard on more 
spider episodes with different sizes of spiders, different types of spiders, different things the spiders will do. Are we counting Parasimon as a spider or a tick? Because if they can count as a spider, it's going to be another spider. I would say he was not used in any fashion that felt feels spidery. Like, Yukimon's not a spider, but it felt very spidery, didn't it? Well, he kind of, like, lowered down on a web. No, but that's what I mean. Like, there were spider aspects to it. It doesn't feel like Parasimon was spidery, even if he's spider-ish as a character. So I would say no. Eh, they'll, They'll find more spiders to use. And speaking of spiders and Hocus Pocus... Uh, Dev, did you have Disney Plus? I do. Um, would you like to have something to watch that will make you go, oh no, I've seen this too much? Guess what they just did a new 4K remaster of? Eight-Legged Freaks? On Disney Plus, Dev? I don't know, they keep buying up random shit. I don't know what they have at this point. Okay, but think of the clues. Spiders and Hocus Pocus. Ugh. Hell, let's throw in the Steve Urkel holiday special as a hint. I've got nothing. Nightmare Before Christmas. Ah. Yeah. Okay, that is it for questions. Dev? I saw that in theaters when they had it in 3D. That was nice. I don't think I ever saw it in theaters in 3D. I saw it in theaters when it was brand new. When I was much, much younger and had much more hair. Uh, Dev, what Wikimon article would you like people to read? Uh, uh, screw it. Uh, Waru Seedramon. I don't care. <laughs> and I can be found at with the will as always. And AR should be back next week. Hopefully his throat will be feeling better. And Juggernaut wants to know, we'll answer this quickly, did Atmon get attacks right off? No, Atmon just finished. It just done. I mean, you can still buy Atmon on DVD right now. It still exists. It's still streaming. They just did not make more of it. Yeah. So we will catch you guys next time. Thank you everyone for showing up. Bye. Bye.